Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome back. We are talking about the resurrection, and uh, it opens the way for us to come before God. And God has given us a new identity through the resurrection. In the book of 1 Peter 2.9, he says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Okay, so we are a royal priesthood. Each one of us are given a royal position that we are to serve the king in his kingdom. And uh, so we must take an interest in the kingdom of God. We must take an interest and responsibility to build the church of Jesus Christ. So none of us should be just believer attending church, but we are to be serving in the kingdom as the kingdom of priests. And the enemy will try to destroy the holy nation. It will try to come against the kingdom of God's advancement. So unless we work together, unless we unite together, we will not make too much progress. And uh, there's a story in the Old Testament during the time of Queen Esther, how the enemy of the people of God will want to totally annihilate uh, the people of God and uh, destroy this holy nation that God wants to uh, rise up. And, uh, and that will be the picture that we have today as well. We know that uh, the kingdom of darkness is working against the kingdom of God and uh, wanting to destroy the people of God. And we want to see how with the resurrection power of God being a holy priesthood, given this royal position, how we can change the situation around, how we can bring victory, how we can establish this holy nation to the praise of God. And uh, let's look at uh, Esther 3, verse 14. Esther 3, verse 14. A copy of the text of the Edith was to be issued as law in every province and make known to the people of every nationality so that so they would be ready for that day. So Haman wanted to kill all the Jews and got the king to consent to issue this edict. And once this has been uh, set as laws that the Jews would be killed on a certain day, it seems that the situation is cast in stone. There is nothing that you can do to reverse this situation. So death 
is coming to the people of God. But how can we bring the resurrection power, the resurrection life in this situation so that death will not have dominion, but the kingdom of God will arise and we will advance. And uh, so the, the whole Jewish people throughout the different provinces, when they heard this news, they begin to weep, they begin to fast and mourn and plead for God's intervention in this situation, or else every Jews in, the, in that day will be uh, destroyed. And Mordecai, the uncle of Queen Esther, was uh, in this situation when he knew about the destruction that is coming. So he too uh, was uh, put on ashes and uh, sackcloth and, and mourn and fast for the nation. But Mordecai came to the king's gate. He did not enter into the city because uh, people who are wearing sackcloth and mourning, they cannot enter into the city. And uh, the news was... Uh, The news was uh, brought to Esther about Mordecai's uh, appearance and, and what uh, Mordecai was, was uh, mourning uh, in, 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 at the king's gate. So Queen Esther just uh, commanded eunuch to bring food and sackcloth for Mordecai to change without knowing the actual uh, uh, scenario, actual situation. And, uh, but Mordecai refused to, to take the food, refused to change, uh, uh, the uh, put on the change of clothing. She, uh, he continued to want to press on to, so that Esther the queen will get the picture will know the true story of what's happening. And uh, just to uh, jump uh, to, the, to, to the conclusion, uh, 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 just, just to move ahead a little bit further, uh, we read uh, Esther 4, verse 12 to 16. When, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Who knows that you have come to royal position, your royal position for such a time as this. And so we are also living in a difficult time moving towards the end time. 
And who knows, we have come into our royal position for a time such as this. So each one of us are in a royal position that God has set. It doesn't matter what uh, uh, trade you're in, what business you're doing, uh, which uh, position in life that you hold. Every one of us is a royal priest. Every one of us are given a royal position to serve the king. At such a time as this, God has put us here in this age. God has put us, you know, in such a time as this. What are we to do? How are we to respond to the needs that is around, to, to the situation that is around? How can we respond to them? So this, if we don't, if we don't, this inference from the world will sip into the church and impact the people of God and eventually destroy the people of God. And uh, we are put in such a time as this in our royal position so that we can bring about a reversal of the situation that we see the church, we see the kingdom of God are in, in this time. But how could we do that? How could we do that? We need to be informed, first of all. We need to be aware of what's going on. You know, when Hezekiah knew about what happened in Jerusalem, even though he was serving as a cupbearer in the king's palace, he begins to rise up and to respond out of his royal position. And here, Queen Esther is living in her palace. She doesn't know what's going on outside. And unless and until she received the true picture and the message of what's happening, she would not be able to respond correctly. And so that's why uh, those, every one of us in royal position, we need to have an interest in the kingdom. We need to know what's happening in the church and uh, how we can response to the needs that is there. And every one of us has to participate. Every one of us are given the responsibility as a royal priest. And sometimes we know the situation of what's happening, just like Mordecai. But it is not good enough. We need to communicate this message to people in the right position as royal priests. Because we, as royal priests, we may be in a different uh, position, 
but there are those who are set in the right position among this kingdom of priests who are able to uh, bring about a breakthrough, who are able to help to advance the kingdom of God. So we must bring this message to them. You know, if we are responsible royal priests, because there are people who know about what's happening, but they keep quiet because they are thinking this is none of my business. This is the church business. This, you know, who am I? And this evening, every one of us need to know we are a royal priest. We are not just anybody. We are a royal priest. We are to serve the kingdom purpose. And when we know of something that uh, is happening, we need to inform those who are in position, in authority, who can do something about it. We cannot say, well, you know, I, I, I'm not in a position to do anything, so we just ignore what's happening. If you are a royal priest, if you are kingdom, in, in the kingdom priesthood, you will want to communicate, you will want to partner with those in the right position to do something about it. To keep silent means that you are a culprit to bring about destruction to the kingdom of God because you did nothing. But has, uh, uh, Mordecai would not give up. You know, he will persist, he will continue to draw the attention of Queen Esther, even though the initial response wasn't good. Queen Esther didn't get a message. Queen Esther responded out of her interest because she knew if she were to appeal to the, the king and if the king did not raise the golden scepter, she would be put to death. So out of fear of her well-being of her position, initially she did not uh, uh, offer to help. But Mordecai persists and uh, communicate with her until finally she responded. And so it's important that we must partner with others in the royal position so that uh, the true message is conveyed to the right people, the right people are able to do something about it. So partnership is very important and uh, that's why God has called us into the kingdom of priests, into the royal priesthood, so that we, together we may build the holy nation. So I hope you got the message that we all are to serve in the kingdom, in our royal position. And we must partner. Nobody can say, I, I can't do anything. You can do something. You can talk to somebody. You can appeal to somebody, right? Or you can pass the message on. Everyone is in a royal position. Even Mordecai. Mordecai is in a royal position for the king of kings. Maybe not for uh, King Axis, but he, he is in a royal position as the kingdom of priests in God's kingdom. 
So we must partner together. We cannot by ourselves accomplish the task, but we can partner together with those in royal position. So king and priest must work together. Those who are in the marketplace, those who are in the church, uh, serving in the church, we must work together to bring about transformation in a nation or in the, in the city, in the church. If we do not uh, partner together, if we do not uh, speak to one another, we will be limited by our limited perception. You see, Queen Esther, when she knew about the situation, she, she felt that she cannot do anything. And because she's thinking about her well-being, her, the interests of her family. Look at Esther 4, verse 9. Hatha, one of the king's eunuch, went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then he instructed him to say to Mordecai, all the king's officials and the people of the royal province know that for any man or woman who approaches a king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the golden scepter to them and spares their life. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. So can you see? We look at the situation, we look at the rules, we look at the laws, and Queen Esther look at the, uh, uh, understand the laws and say there is only one rule. If you go and see the king without him, He's calling you, uh, summoning you, and, and all raise the golden scepter, you're gone, you're dead, because there's only one rule. And so that's why her immediate reaction, reaction is, you know, there's nothing I can do. It's not that I, I don't want to help, it's not that I don't want to serve, but there's nothing I can do because it means that. And that's what a lot of us are saying, you know, it's not that I don't want to serve in church, but what can I do? You know, I don't have this skill, I don't have that, I don't... You know, all we talk about is what we don't have, right? The negative things. But rather than looking to God and realize we are in a royal position, we are a royal priesthood, we are a kingdom of priests. You know, there are something that we can do and we must do for the advancement and, and, and protection of the kingdom of God. So let's continue, verse 12. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that you, uh, that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews who escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows? but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. So can you see, we are just like Esther. The, our first reaction is to think about our safety, our well-being, and our reaction 
is to protect ourselves and our family. But Mordecai uh, warned Esther, do not be silent. Do not uh, just stay in this kind of so-called neutral position. Because if you don't function as a royal priesthood, if you don't function out of your royal position, God will raise up others to take your place. But don't think that if you don't serve, if you don't get involved, you are spared. He said, you and your family will perish, but God will bring about deliverance and salvation to the nation. So it's very important that we cannot keep silent when we see what's happening around us in church, in the, in the kingdom of God or, or in this city. We need to find out what we can do and what we must do. Or else God will raise our others if we are not responsive to his calling. And it's important to realize that there is a timeline for us to act. A lot of people, they, they don't act when they realize a situation that is precarious and that, that is uh, bad things are going to happen out of this situation. They say nothing. They only said that you know, once the things has happened, then they say, I knew it all along. This will happen. But they have not done something. They keep silent. You know, I'm so frustrated many times. You know, uh, and when something happened in church or, or, or somebody has problem and they, they left the church. And I only know about it when there's nothing you can do about it to reverse the situation. Because the person has already made up their mind or rather being led astray, being attacked by, by demonic uh, influence. And those who know did nothing. Those who know kept silent. If only they have uh, drawn their attention, even though they may not be able to deal with it, they've drawn their attention at an early stage the situation could have been reversed. You know, every doctor knows that if the patient were to come early, you know, that's, that, that sickness could have been healed rather than, you know, bring, uh, resulted in death. So there is a timeline for us to act in this situation uh, in the, among the Israelites. They, there is a day that was set when death will come and the whole Jewish people will be destroyed. Esther 3, verse 10, uh, 13. Dispatches were sent by Kulias to all the king's provinces with the order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, on a single day, the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adah and to plunder their goods. So can you see, there is a timeline for us to act. If you did not respond within that timeline, the opportunity would be gone. Death would have come. So we need to act responsively, responsibly to reverse 
the situation to bring about the resurrection life in a dead situation. And God has given us that life and that power. And He's given us that position to bring that kind of changes. And finally, resurrection and transformation can only come through sacrifice. Sacrifice. So initially, Esther responded in a negative because he think about his uh, 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 because he think about her benefit, her well being. And that of her family, but Mordecai warned her, and that that's why we need to work together, because sometimes we cannot see. Uh, in our situation, we cannot see the right way, the better way, and we 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 just function within our limitation or or our perception, but we need others to speak to us. You know, partnering with us, encouraging us, provoking us to good work, and Mordecai was doing that, provoking Esther to act rightly, correctly, and warn her and say, "If you don't, don't think you will escape." You know, so we may have to be tough in our talking. We may have to be firm in what we say to our fellow. Priests who are functioning out of line, who are functioning irresponsibly, and many times we, a lot of people, we don't want to do that. We want to be Mr. Nice Guy or Mrs. Nice Guy, so we don't want to say these kind of words. But without us saying the right thing, the situation would not change. So Mordecai warned Esther. In a very stern way, God will raise up someone else. If you don't, if you do not function out of your royal position, this will happen. So, resurrection and transformation comes through sacrifice. And look at Esther four verse fifteen. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai: Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa. And fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast, and as you do, when this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So finally, Esther come to her senses and begins to. Realize that she must not keep silent. She must rise up and use the position of inference to do something. Hopefully, to bring about a reversal of the disaster that is coming to the to 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 her people. And uh, Esther knew she cannot do it alone because it is against the law. It's against the environment. It's against what's happening. So we are fighting a war against the power of darkness here. We are serving as royal priesthood, and we must partners 
together in this kingdom of priests. So as the core, everyone, every Jews, young and old, to fast, to pray for three days, pleading to God to intervene this, in this situation so that sea will go without knowing the result, without knowing that she will come back alive. But she said, if I perish, I perish. So we must be prepared to put ourselves in situation where we could lose up. You know, many of us are not in a situation where we will lose our life. But where we will lose up, Maybe lose our faith, maybe lose our, uh, some of our wealth, maybe whatever, you may suffer loss for the, for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of God's people. You are prepared to do that because that's what God has called us for in a royal position, royal priesthood, to plead for the people, to stand for the well-being of the people before God. So unless we are prepared to suffer loss, we will not experience the resurrection. A lot of people, we are just keeping safe. We're just protecting ourselves. We just make sure we won't get cheated. We'll make sure, you see, we, we, we are just protecting ourselves. Sometimes you have to take that risk. If I help this person, if what I've given to this person never come back, Okay, I do it for the kingdom. I do it for the purpose of God. If I perish, I perish. And uh, that's what the apostles Paul says. You know, I would want to share in his suffering, Christ's suffering, so that I may together with him, you know, experience the resurrection life. So Paul knew without sacrifice, without death, to sell, there will be no resurrection. And uh, we are learning about loving our neighbor. There's no way we can love our neighbor if we do not go all out of our way, out of our conveniences, out of whatever it is, you know, uh, that is holding us back to help our neighbor. We will never help our neighbor. We will never love our neighbor. You just talk unless we are prepared to die and, and, and at our own inconvenience, at our own loss. And uh, there's no guarantee God will bless us uh, uh, in, 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 in immediately in, in this kind of situation, right? So, so Esther knew there's no guarantee. We just pray for God to intervene. Just pray for God to do something about it so that we will be safe when we begin to act for the kingdom. And we will do our part as royal priests so that a resurrection life can be manifest in us and through us. Trusting God will intervene. But there's no guarantee that He would. 
because we don't know how he will respond. Even though we know he's a good God, he will do what's best. But what is best? Sometimes we don't know, right? So in this situation, we knew that uh, when uh, the people begins to pray, the king, God intervened by giving the king sleepless night. In Exodus 6, verse 1, that night the king could not sleep, so he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and read to him. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bictana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Erzis. What honor and recognition has Mordecai received for this? The king asked. Nothing has been done for him. His attendants answered. So that night, God begins to intervene and begins to uh, draw attention to what Mordecai has done for the king and how he should be rewarded. And so we know impossible situation, irreversible situation begins to take place because the kingdom of priests begins to function together. The royal priesthood begins to work in partnership with one another. Everyone is involved in praying, in fasting, in, in, in going out, in talking to king. So God intervened and reversed the death that was coming to the Jewish people. And we know that uh, the people were saved. Haman was put to death and Mordecai was placed into the palace to continue to serve in God's, uh, in God's kingdom. So we trust that God, and when we begin to respond, when we begin to act, He will bless us. He will open the door for us. He will intervene and do the impossible. So we see here, death was there. Resurrection has come. Destruction was there. Life has come because the kingdom of priests are working together because God hears the cry and responds because we are able to enter into His most holy place with confidence, appealing to Him on the behalf of the people as priests. So every one of us, we need to do our part as royal priesthood. I hope this tonight, this message will really bring across to us that every one of us need to respond. In a time like this, when, you see, when we see the church seemingly to be stagnating, people are... Uh, uh, lukewarm, uh, just going through the motion or whatever. When we see situations like this, we need to act. We need to do something. 
when we hear people talking nonsense, talk, attacking uh, leaders, or, or saying negative things, we got to rise up and, and, and do something. We cannot be silent. When we see people falling away, you know, with silly excuses and reasons, we got to rise up to speak to them because we are royal priests. So let's, let's unite ourselves together, you know, with this one purpose in this royal position that God has given to us, that we will serve the King of kings and Lord of lords. We will serve Jesus, the head of the church. We will do our parts to protect the kingdom of God, to advance the kingdom of God from the enemy. We are put in a time such as this, in our royal position. What is your royal position? What does God expect you to, to do in that royal position? Let's rise up. Let's do it. Because if we don't, if we don't, Jesus would say, when I was hungry, you did not feed me. When I was in nakedness, you did not clothe me. Right? When I was thirsty, you did not give me a drink. Why you didn't do anything? Why were you silent? Why were you not responding to the needs that is before you? As royal priest, shall we pray? Father, we thank you that you have put us in a royal position and you have put us in times such as this so that we will be able to be fully equipped, working with one another to bring about transformation, change, to release your resurrection life in the situation that we are in. Father, I pray for your church, I pray for your people, that every one of us, we embrace this calling that you have given to us and we will rise up, begins to act and not keep silent and not looking at our own personal benefit, but see the kingdom and see you move in a mighty way for the good of your people. We thank you, Lord. Bless the people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again.